It's time for Nate Dog's daily podcast. Not the rapper, but the straight white male. He's gonna try to hold your attention, but I guarantee he's gonna fail. Hello, and welcome to the highly anticipated series two of the Nate Dog daily podcast. It's not daily. It's um, weekly, bi-weekly, however, however... You should have thought about that before you made the name really nice. Sorry, yeah, I've got a guest in the house. I was I was going to slowly introduce him, but he's just jumped straight in there with um, with an unfunny joke. Pretty topical. Plenty more of those to come, don't worry about that. Pretty topical for the Nate Dog Daily. But yeah, here with some more average wit and questionable banter and some top picks, as always. And this is what we're here to, to listen to. Some of my top picks and hopefully get my new listeners' uh, opinions on the top picks, that's going to be generally the theme and the format for, for Series 2. Yeah, feel free to get in touch if you've got any questions or anything like that. I can't remember my details. you have to listen to Series 1 if you want to get in touch. Um, so professional, yeah. Nate. Well, thanks, mate. That's, that's what we're here. That's what we're here to do. So, and may I say, I'm, I feel so privileged and actually quite nervous to be have my first podcast appearance on the UK's number one or, or getting there podcast with, a, list, with there. a listenership of what, is it? 12? Well, I mean, at least one regular listener and shout out to and, and, a, and a few others. But yeah, so we're, we're shaking it up. I did get some feedback. Was that um, people got sick of my dulcet tones and that guests would be a good thing? So we're trying it out. We're trying it out. And also, you know, when me and Big Ben did one last last series, it was um, it was a big success. I think by far and away the best episode of the series. So, so um, and you would have heard new jingle as well, courtesy of Seb Mayer. So you know, who better to have on the first episode of series two? Uh, thanks, Nate. Thanks for having me. No worries. We've also got some new technology in the house. We've got quite a professional setup now. I've actually invested in a microphone, so hopefully my mumbles will be a little bit clearer, but, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll wait and see on that one. Yeah, I mean, my mumbles is a big topic. Not only does my dad shout at me all the time for not being able to speak, but I, couldn't, you know, I woke up next to someone the other day and they couldn't hear a word I could say for about two hours in the morning. Because the morning is the worst time, so thankfully we're in the afternoon. Are you talking about Ali when we went camping in the tent? No, I'm You're not. not, are you? No, no, I'm not. You dirty dog. Dirty dog. Yeah, there's a couple of reasons why I've got Seb on uh, on here. As I said, not only is he a complete legend, um, he also just lent me his drill, help out with a bit of DOI, get the TV yes. mounted on the wall. But he's also a, quite an interesting character for you all. So those that don't know Mr. Seb, you know, he's described himself, I quote here, all-round <laughs> genius and I puppeteer. Well, I think you did, mate. Nathan pushed me to, to tell everyone what my job is, but it's, it's difficult to describe. And I don't see why I need to be judged on based on what I get up to in my working life. So um, why, don't you, why don't you just, um, you know, wait and see what you think of me by the end of the podcast. So Seb, Seb is, a, is a puppeteer. He's, he's studied, you know, he's a qualified puppeteer. He went to university and, and did all, all the good stuff. Which I thought would qualify him to invite me to a decent puppet show once. Oh, and literally the first one he's ever invited me to was, um, sadly, I had nothing else to do on Valentine's, but two or, two, two or three years ago. So I got in touch with my old pal, and he was like, yeah, I've got this great show that I'm going to tonight, actually. Do you find, uh, do you want to come? And I was like, well, if you're going, you know, it must be, must be okay. He's like, yeah, I know a few people doing it. He invited me down. It was one of these terrible times where it, when, when you tell people that you're a puppeteer, they normally assume you mean Punch and Judy and stuff. And the fact is that the world of puppeteering is now absolutely wide and broad, like all theatre, and there's some really, really good stuff on. But when people when you invite people to see a show... Get his excuses in early here, folks. And it, and it happens to be a bit substandard. It's just so disappointing because you think they're probably not going to want to see anything again. And also, perhaps now they think that what I do is what looks like get together in a room and spend four minutes coming up with some funny voices and then just squealing on... Well, you, what, you say what happened, Nate. Okay, so it's Valentine's, picture this, I'm on my own. Get there, Seb's there, and he introduced me to this other girl that he supposedly... Oh, well, I thought he knew really well. And 
So there's like three of us hanging out and a couple of beers beforehand. His other friend who's actually part of the show was there. We sort of set her and uh, met her like before and then they, they went on, off and, and cracked on. Who was that other guy? This, this venue was could fit about 20 people in. Oh, this is, this a, is way before lockdown. Give me some credit. It was a cool venue. It's called Cafe Cairo in Stockwell. It's like, it's like it's an it's Egyptian clapper. Shabin. Is it? No, it's Stockwell actually. Thank you, Nath. It's like an Egyptian Shabin with like a pizza oven out back you know, Moroccan lights, furnishings, cushions on the floor, like a proper little, looks like there should be a shisha bar with some ancient wise men. I don't know about that. It's it's pretty ropey. They they sell toast and jam behind the bar. What could be better than that? I mean, pretty random. Anyway, so I get there, having a few beers. We go downstairs. We start sitting in the audience. I see Seb sees this little Italian lady that he wants to get his eye on <laughs> and wants to go and sit next to her. Wait, this is what, don't, don't blame me. Look, she let was, me finish. She was Hungarian. Okay. Well, I thought she was Italian. Hungarian, there we go. I don't know if that's better or worse. Well, I wouldn't say that the nationality of someone determines okay. any value about the Point is, person. Seb hadn't even spoken to this lady. He just liked the look of her. So he went to go and to sit near her, left me on my own with this other girl that I thought no, was his friend. not true. There wasn't enough seats. There was only like two seats available. And Nathan's just sitting gingerly on the corner thinking, oh God, I'm not used to being in a place where not everyone's wearing collared shirts and didn't dare sit down. So I was like, for fuck's sake, Nathan, I'm going to go and sit over there. Oh, there happens to be... So from the start of the show, he left me to sit with this other girl who I thought was his friend. Turns out, she? yeah, I don't know. She was his other girl. She was sort of she was friends with your friend, or something like I that. I think I'd met her. That anyway, night so I sat there at Valentine's, late. me and this other girl, like watching this weird puppet show where there's like one point this guy was singing opera <laughs> in like a little ballet's outfit. It was super weird. In like twenty people crammed and basically sat on the floor. Super Wasn't odd. Anyway, I've had I've had better Valentine's. Better Valentine's. Sorry, should I say? But it was it was a, it was one one for the for the scrapbook. Come on, Nath. I offered you a hand shandy at the end. Well, yeah, but that's just you being an odd. Um, anyway, this is a guy. Um, I'm just talking about Seb here. A few, a few little throwbacks. <laughs> Why not? I saw him perform. Um, I said he's got multi-talented. This guy, like he's, he's got an arty family and performer family. One of the earliest memories of Seb was him in a skimpy little black vest and snapback or flat peak, performing "Rage Against the Machine." In a in like a charity yeah. a charity music I evening I talent evening. That's a good evening. example of of but uh, yeah. No, this is a good example because this is one of the funniest things because it's basically all white audience in like a really posh area of, of town. Yeah, it was, it was in the middle of the country in in Ship Lake Memorial Hall, which is like you know where you have your Christmas craft fairs, and then there's this there's a gig night basically where they were raising money for charity, and we we set up a band called Seb Against the Machine instead of Rage, and um, you know practiced a couple of songs including. Killing in the name of with the famous line Which that was goes. My absolute favourite because basically it gets to the end or the end. I say the end. The, the chorus and Seb is going to town on the uh, you know really getting into performance. Really, it was a great performance and just literally on the top of his voice, shouting like I don't care. I don't. What was it? It's fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. There isn't you go. It? And we, we talked repeatedly about whether we should do the swearing, and then we just decided that it would be so far away from the spirit of the music if we didn't. But then I'm sort of on stage staring into the audience and it's like all of the mums that used to pick me up from school and like my mates, little sisters and loads of children, basically. It was epic. I let loose, epic. but I don't. Th- but I, I, I remember being pretty terrified, to be honest. It was not really the right place for it. So um, No, but that's why it was hilarious. Because yeah, I stood in the audience <laughs> like grimacing and thinking, what the hell is going on here? But yeah, picture that um, little like 15 year old boy in a little vest screaming his lungs off, shouting repeatedly. Fuck you! I won't do what you tell me. Yeah. To to like basically his mum and his mum's friends. Epic. <laughs> Absolutely epic. 
But yeah, right. So, I, I mean, yeah, how are you doing, Toby? You good? Yeah, fine, thanks, Nate. Yeah. Happy to be invited over. Could happen more often, to be honest. Yeah, it could, but lockdown, you know. We're not allowed. Not oh, allowed. Yeah. Well, it's from, well, soon. I think we're cancelling out all sorts. Back on. I think that was the, the end of Series 1, was basically saying lockdown's going to be, you know, it's opening up, the pubs are open. Don't act like you stopped recording because at the end of lockdown. You stopped recording because your listeners dwindled from five to three. And <laughs> <laughs> you thought, I need a better jingle. Yeah, and then actually, by you know, they've been requesting me saying, when's, when's Series 2? What's going to happen? Or why have you stopped? I'm, yeah. just, I'm just giving up the crown. I'm looking forward to Series 2, and not least because I'm in it. Great. Well, there we go. So, I mean, I don't know if you've got any stories. We'll just dive into into the old topics. But well, I'm just I think I'm just going to let you lead this, Nathan. You've got your little yeah, Word document podcast, open with sure. with your with your items on it. So I've got the topics. So we'll probably dive in. It's today's topics with Nathan Hopkins. What will he be talking about? It's today's topics with Nathan Shopkins. Now listen to him mumble them out. Bosh. And his first story was, uh, it's, it's, it's quite in popular news, this one, so you've probably seen this. And if you haven't, I don't know where you've been hiding. But, well, you're a bit of a hike, aren't you, Seb? Yes. Well, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that I have been on two hikes. Two hikes. And, this uh, is, so Seb texted me two weeks ago and basically said, Hi, Nath. I've just been on a long hike. My Achilles is sore. Do I stretch my hamstrings? Question mark. And, uh, and the answer was? No, the answer isn't. You laughed at me, Nathan. I did laugh. And I gave him some advice. um, Get on the foam roller. And he basically texted me three days later saying, you're not going to ask me how long my hike was. So he's basically getting into (laughs) hiking, supposedly. And he'd done a couple of long hikes a couple of weeks ago, haven't you? You've bought all the gear. Well, I'm I'm getting all the gear. I bought a sleeping bag the other day because I want to do the overnighters. But how no, much, I just how much does it weigh? Because that's really thrilling for the audience. The sleeping bag, oh, it, Sorry, it actually can't. actually weighs one whole kilogram and fi- one 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 thousand and fifty grams, which isn't that light. But I was it was a toss up between this sleeping bag, which was marked down from eighty quid to forty quid, quite a good deal. You know, it's three season. It's going to keep me warm. And then the other one I was looking at is uh, manufactured in the Pyrenees Alps, Pyrenees Mountains by. Um, you know, made to order. You can choose your shoulder girth to fit inside it, and it doubles up as a poncho, and it costs three hundred and twenty euros. So, I had to decide what to do. So you chose against the girth. I eventually went for the forty pound one because I just I don't really have. You can't take the girth. You're not a particularly girthy guy, are you, Seb? Well, that the joy is being you got, able the, to... you got a nickname <laughs> Colonel for a reason um, because Colonel is short is like shortened to CL and. He's got legs known as chicken legs, so he's called the CLs, and then he got known as Colonel, well, which is basically the, the extent of our banter when we're growing up, right? What, taking the piss out of my thin legs, which, by yeah. the way, have also been able which to carry Which would really me. helped, you know, if you crashed and burned, or your Achilles gave up when you're up a mountain. What, having right? thin legs? Up a mountain, I'm saying, those those legs could give away any moment, so this is <laughs> top, trying to get back to the top pick. My yeah, legs are strong, Nate. My legs, my legs, uh, my leg, I can probably jump higher than you, and also, I've actually challenged Nathan to a 100 metre running race, and this challenge has been sitting in the air for, for, for about two years, with Nathan refusing to take me up on it, because he knows he'll lose, basically. Rubbish, I have said every time I'm ready to go. I'm so rapid. Ready to go. Right, anyway, so back to the topics, and it's sort of relevant to what we're trying to talk about then. You may have seen it in the in the news where they are testing out using like singular jetpacks for people to basically for like mountain rescue purposes, and they've been testing out in the Lake District. So I don't know if you saw this in any of your times. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we must have similar algorithms because we're. I mean, I guess it just it just people, outdoorsy people. But yeah, they're using these jetpacks, which is like. A, a, a single a jet on your back but then also four jet packs two on each wrist as well and they allow you to sort of hover over it looks, the ground it looks and 
It, it looks awesome. It does look it? pretty fun, yeah. It also very good. dangerous. And I was thinking, like, what happened? Like, generally people are going to be in trouble. The, the people that need help are going to be, you know, in trouble. And there's going to be a reason they're in trouble. Either it's been bad weather or they've, like, broken their leg or something or mm. in a really obscure place. Like, these people are going to have to fly in, basically, storms. Nuts. Most likely. Nuts. They probably just won't do it if it gets really, really rainy. But, you know, it's nice to know that there's people out there out there to help you out. It's a funny feeling being out on the middle of a hill where you know you're really, really far from any road and you think if you were to sort of roll your ankle and snap your ankle, that's going to be a real ordeal to get back to somewhere that's safe. But there's a thrill to that as well, I think. And that is why... That's, that's you going. That's why you took the little... That's why you took that box of tissues out with you the other day. What tissues? Those little napkins. What, for... for the for, old cliff top. For, oh, shut up. <laughs> we, went, we went to Devon the other weekend and um, for some reason the guys got it into their head that the reason I wanted to go on a walk around the coast was so I could have a cliff top wank. Well, there's no, and, other, no other explanation for taking a, a pack of tissues. Yes, there is. With yourself. We're in the height of a coronavirus. What if I need to wipe microbes off of my person? I tell you, I didn't wank on the journey. I just walked it and had a great time. Okay. Anyway, so moving on for some more top picks. Right. It's not really a top pick, but I was basically saw this clip of a hippopotamus the other day. And I don't know what the plural for hippopotamus is. Do you Hippopotamides. Is that, that's not true? Yeah, it's Deez. Greek. Hipp Hippopotamides. Potamides. Okay, no, well, supposedly. Anyway, well, you mentioned Greek then. <laughs> I don't know if you lot, my listeners, you're obviously well-educated people, but the word hippopotamus, singular, well comes, comes, person, from, all right, comes from ancient Greece for river horse, which I thought was pretty cool. Is that the fact about them? That's the fact, mate. Oh, right. That's why they're called hippopotamus, which means river horse in Greek. Do you want to know some more facts about them? You got some? Yeah. Um, Hippopotamides milk is pink. Is it? Yeah. They cause more deaths than any other mammal in Africa. I think second animal only you to really the You're really showing me up here because I've actually done some research and pulled out a few facts and then you're just pulling out better ones. Well, that's, that's because I spend almost 40% of my spare time reading Wikipedia. Okay, fair enough. Any other facts? You out? Uh, I was going to make one up, but I can't think of one right now. Oh, right. Okay, stifled. Well, they usually live in groups or herds, and actually, I'm just quite. <laughs> <laughs> that that wasn't that wasn't the, that wasn't the big. They bit. also have hearts, and they no. pump blood around their bodies. This is the no, but this the interesting bit about the herds, right? Is that there's one male, right? One lead male, so he is. Yeah. And this is what I was going to actually get your opinion on, right? It's quite an old school approach to life, where where there's <laughs> yeah. one lead physical physical male, yeah, and he looks after all the women and their children, and they're in the herd. The other like the teenagers or like very unaggressive other male hippos are allowed in, mm. unless they're out. They're out of the group, so there's like twenty of them, and they're all lead led by this one thing. And it's it's a bit like it is fascinating. I old often school approach. I often think because I mean lions lions and you know many many animals work the same way. But, and I always think if, if they're going to have 50-50 um, male-female children, as I assume you know, most sperm is one or the other, 50-50, then where are all the other ones hanging out? Like all these other yeah, hippopotamuses. They get booted, and they're booted out. Well, they're just roaming around the rivers get being really no, aggressive. No, they, they get their own packs. Yeah, but, but there aren't 20 um, cows for every bull, are there? There aren't. Because Fight it out to the death. Unless, unless they happen to, you know. Who knows? It's like no. this thing with um with hunting, yeah, where people I mean like I'm I I'm not into hunting. I wouldn't I don't think I'd want to do it. But um my a friend of mine's ex boyfriend was was someone who guides people on hunts and you know, they get these Americans who are willing to pay bounties of like hundred grand to kill a lion. And yeah, it's a bit and like this even Cecil the Lion, yeah? It is a little bit like 
creepy that you want to do that, but it actually serves a really good purpose for managing the um, conservation of the wildlife because quite often the old male lion, in this case, will still have control over the pride, even though he's got beyond mating age, so he's not mating anymore, the population isn't growing, but he's still defending the, the, the pride from all of these young lions who want to come in and make some babies. So actually, they don't. when you go and hunt a lion, you don't just get to hunt any lion you want. They literally, they pick out when they go, that's the old male, that's he's stopping sucker. a, yeah, you just he's, he's give, shot, shoot him a bullet, and then basically, actually, and they get paid 100 grand, which goes towards poaching efforts. And um, at the end of the day, the lion's, population increases so like i do think it's just a it's a bit more of nuance than like hunting is always bad not that i'd want to do it but um anyway uh, little side topic there yeah back yeah. to the hippos because okay. that's my topic thanks yes, mate yeah, the no, top picks was about hippos not see, lions mate, you can see your little word document there's full of it isn't it full of it hippo calves here we go 45 kilos at birth can you imagine giving birth to that I mean, I was a big baby. I was ten and a half pounds. I was the fourth one, so I basically flew out. I was nine, I, was I think. Nine? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's quite impressive, because for the CL, it's nine, <laughs> nine pounds. Um, yeah. Anyway, they, they basically, well, travel up to 10K. I didn't know they could run a 10K. Seb goes on how much you can run. Yeah. You, you'd like to run out? I don't. I've been running for ages. Anyway, ever since I you think can't I outrun run, a hippo. Uh, I could run 10K, yeah. Well, they, they, if they, I had they to. travel 10K, but they're also really fast. They're much faster than me, though, I think. Yeah. 30, 30 kilometers an hour. Up to yeah. as a, pr- at a sprint, that's that's way faster than I can run. This other thing, so they basically produce their own um, sun cream. Oh, you do have some good facts. They, eh? they excrete it. Basically, everyone thought it used to be they they used to sweat blood, was the oh. original thinking because it's like a red liquid basically. But they cover themselves in this. Um, sorry, I'm just having a burp from the Thai ski mate. It's a bit um, delicious. Seb's a big fan of the Polish lagers. I'm not sure if you've Polish come across cans. them. The Thai skis is the the beer of choice. Nice. I was saying it. They're just a bit more exotic than your Cronenbergs, aren't they? Um, anyway, go on. Red sweat. Yeah, so basically, they they sweat out this liquid that helps protect them from germs and potentially germs and but mainly and the sun. That's fascinating. I want. I mean, that must be the same reason they have pink milk. There must be. But what, I wonder what yeah. is the red pigment that is making all their secretions. I wonder if they've got red and, and moistener, so they just keep themselves moist all the time. <laughs> like like you know. And you yourself just lathered it up in Nivea the whole time. Yeah, I'm quite a greasy guy. I you're you're a big like. fan of after sun, I know that. <laughs> yeah. You're quite a greasy guy. Please explain. No. Um, you can't just throw that out there and not, no, not I mean, raise I up. mean no, everyone I mean everyone's got diff- varying amounts of, of grease that their skin produces. I've always had a, maybe slightly on the more greasy side. It's okay, you know, keep myself clean. But no, I do like after sun. I I am I am more of a believer in after sun than sun cream. I do believe in so much so with the effects of the burn rather than preventing the burn itself so much so that you came up with some some phrases back in the day the rules of tanning the rules of tanning from said mate here we go okay they're not really going to make sense but um what what is it so the rule one is it ain't burn if it don't hurt so that's basically one wasn't it i thought how how now brown cow rule three mate sorry I'll, i'll leave it to you Obviously, um, yeah. Rule one is rule one is it ain't burn if it don't hurt. So that's when people when you go red and everyone goes, oh, you're burned, and you go, no, it doesn't hurt actually, so it's not burn. Rule number two is there's no such thing as too much after sun, and that can be taken to the extreme because you'll find that after a long hot day on the beach, you can come home and you can lather your body in what you already think is too much after sun, but it will absorb if you give it ten minutes and you keep rubbing, it will eventually absorb, and then you're ready for the second layer and perhaps the third after that. So that's the way to keep your skin from crisping up and, and drying out and then the rule three is how now brown cow which is 
I think it's self-explanatory. But I just want to say, but I don't really actually abide by these rules anymore. As now that I'm an adult, now that you've got some brain cells and you're actually worried about skin cancer, like the rest exactly, of us. yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's not healthy, is it? And it's going to age you quickly. So you just so. need some hippo juice, basically, Seb. And okay, that's all yeah. you're out. I'll look into it. So yeah, we've got some more animal-themed stuff, actually. I mean, that wasn't really a topic, sorry, but I just found it interesting about hippos. But the next one was, and this sort of is a topic. I mean, it is a topic. It's on my, it's on my list. Apparently, for those who like sending little videos and memes to each other of their boyfriends and girlfriends and stuff, the watching cute animals is actually good for your health and mental health specifically. So stress is obviously a big player in today's society, right? You know, I'm actually in quite a good state of mind at the moment. Aren't you? No, I'm not very stressed. <laughs> I, I have been in the past. Um, no, not at all. I'm quite chilled. Yeah, okay. Right. I believe you. That's one of the three words I've used to describe myself. Chilled? What chilled? are the other two? I actually got Hench. asked this on a I got asked this on a, I got asked this on a date the other day. Yeah. I can't remember what the other two were. Mate, it sounds like you want to talk more Athlet- about I think athletic. Okay. Athletic was the other one. Um to really describe myself, but really big myself up. Anyway, this is starting from the point. So people yeah. who want to reduce their stress levels, feel free to just watch endless videos of piglets and puppies and ducklings and stuff like that. Because they did a test. People like sat exper- um, exams after watching these videos and their stress levels had reduced. Yeah. Pretty I, cool. I, I do. I, yeah, I can believe that. We've actually just recently um, in my house, we've got a, uh, a new dog, a, a proper puppy. She's about four months old now or something. Very, very sweet little dog. This puppy that you hate? I never said I hated it. I never said that. Nate. He's trying to drop me in it just because you think people will be listening. No, I love this dog, and it's um, and it is, it is. I mean, I'd never really had a dog before in my life. I've always been a cat person, but it is lovely to have an animal which which actually sort of wants to uh, run up to you and give you a cuddle at the end of the day. It's also the Unlike cutest cats. thing on it's earth. It's very, very yeah. cute dog, and it is beautifully well behaved. This gorgeous dog. It's a bit of a piss bag, but it's nice. We're getting a new cat, you know. Yeah, my brother has been working in Bulgaria and he's adopted a stray cat on a whim nice. and given it the vaccinations. And it's, it's and apparently, it, I mean, it, it, I saw videos and he's stroking it and stuff. It looks like a really pleasant cat. Now it's it, he's moved it from on set where it was living stray and eating people's lunches and it's living in a vet in like a tiny cage. And the next flight to Heathrow is on like the 19th of October. So it's got to spend, so it's probably by the time it gets to us, it's going to be pretty traumatized. Nice. But, so you're um, going to have a, a nice ruling stray Bulgarian cat in your house. Cracking. Krushka. Couldn't think of anything better. Um, Can't wait to welcome her in. Nice. Well, so what's next on the list? This one, I don't know if it's up your street or not. But um, do you, are you good? Are you a good sleeper? Um, it depends, really. Um, oh yeah, I'm not a bad sleeper. I do. I can sleep pretty easily. So Last night I didn't sleep much. It, if I've got a project on that I'm quite into, then quite often I can't sleep. But I don't really need it as well. That's happening at the moment because I've been uh, doing stuff. But sometimes I can sleep, you know, sixteen hours a night. Okay. Well, anyway, so the the story is is some some tips for people out there who need to get better sleep, and I mean, they're pretty, some of them are pretty obvious, right? You know, don't stare at blue blue light from your phones. Didn't I tell you not to do this item because it's That boring. kind of stuff. Yeah, no, but I was going to get your thought. Yeah, you did. Okay. But I'm <laughs> going to try and jazz up. So, I mean, interesting one, like clean up your room is actually like tidy stuff. Yeah. Supposedly I've, helps you. I've like if you, the, the stuff you see before bed mm-hmm. supposedly helps you sleep better. Also, I find getting up in the morning when my room is really messy is much harder. If it's clean, I can just get straight out of bed. Nice. And then this other one, spend part of your day like a hunter-gatherer. Basically meaning do some physical exercise. You're not meant to actually not do an exercise and you're meant to see daylight. 
So get yourself in the sun and go and go for a run or something. So how often do you go for a hunt, eh? Um, I'm hunting all day, mate. Non-stop exercise me. Effectively, that's well, what I it means. That hard to believe. All right, well, take what you want. And then what else was there? Oh, take supplements, but not the ones you think. So basically saying, <laughs> don't don't take. <laughs> no, they're saying don't take sleeping tablets and pills yeah. because what they are is sedatives. They're not actually helping you sleep. Um, so your body wants to get, really get natural sleep, where you go into like that deep, whatever it's called, cososis. No, what's it called? Um, rapid Psychosis, isn't it? I don't know. REM. I'm just making up words now. Okay. So no, they are words. Psychosis. I just don't know, what, I don't know what they mean. Nathan crosses into a deep psychosis every night. Yeah. Well, wait. What supplements should you be taking? I don't take any supplements. What supplements do you take, Nathan? Apart from the creatine, by the look of your fucking tonk arms. No, just just a bit of whey protein, mate. Stand, your standard whey protein. Not even creatine okay. these days. Really? Sometimes, if I'm feeling no generous. zinc, nothing, mate. No B12. Just get it all from the old diet. Okay. But, um, yeah, I mean that pretty much, I think, wraps up the topics. Thanks for thanks for your input, Seb. Yeah, thanks for yeah. That's all right, mate. That's, that's all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, all. Nate Dog's daily podcast. He's gonna try to hold your attention, but I guarantee he's gonna fail.